Thanks for coming out to Live at the Grafton. We're here with Donna Harulo, who's going to play some acoustic blues for us. It'll be a real good time. She's going to play two songs, and then I'm going to come out and talk with her a little bit. And please, everybody, give Donna a big hand and thank her for coming. church song uh, was a blind Willie Johnson tune. 
countries I traveled to foreign lands I found nobody could tell me Just what is the soul of a man I want somebody to tell me Answer if you can I want somebody to tell me Just what is the soul of a man in the temple our people all stood amazed teaching the doctors and the lawyers how to raise a man from the grave i want somebody to tell me answer if you can i want somebody to tell me just what is the soul of a man I'd like to just talk with you about how you got started playing blues music. When did when did you kind of get the bug for it? Well, when I was a little kid, I really loved music. So I, my mom made me take piano lessons, and I didn't really take to the piano very much, and I was, like, begging her to get me a guitar. Mm -hmm. So when I was about 10, my dad died when I was 10, so I think they had pity on me, and they got me a guitar, and then I was more or less obsessed with it. So I'd be practicing like all the time. I just love the guitar. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I started taking lessons probably I think when I was 10 years old or something like that. And uh, I, I asked my brother's friend, well, my brother was like eight years older than me. And he was played the great saxophone. I mean, he was just phenomenal. And he had a friend, you know, he was playing in bands and stuff like uh -huh. that in the local bars around Portage Park area where I grew up in Chicago. And... I, I kind of asked him if he would have his friend teach me some blues. Uh -huh. So I was like 10 years old. And this guy was like this big, bulky guy uh -huh. with this tiny little uh, Gibson guitar. Yeah. It looked tiny next to this guy. <laughs> um, so, but he, he taught me how to play like the pentatonic scale and some uh -huh. blues chords and things like that when I was pretty young. So, um, you know, I got into high school. I, I bought my own, my first guitar. I bought my first electric guitar. Uh -huh. I think I was 13, 
and then I went to high school and I met a senior when I was a freshman and we kind of hit it off and she was a guitar player as well. And we got into a band and uh, played some music. And I, I had a really good music program in my high school. Uh-huh. So um, I also had a crush on this guy who was a great j- jazzy guitar player. Um, so I wanted to play the jazz guitar to get in jazz band. He was a year older than me. Um, and when I was a junior, I got in as the guitar player for jazz band. And when I was 15, I wrote my first blues song, which was called Midterm Blues, <laughs> and uh, played it for my high school variety show. But the thing with that is, I, like I said, there were some really good band directors. Uh-huh. And one of them, when I auditioned, uh-huh. I had two backup singers and they thought it'd be great if, if, if I had the whole jazz band play with me. Wow. So it was really a cool experience. I had uh, a teacher who was able to like ask me like about arranging. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he said, well, how do you want the song arranged? And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Uh-huh. So I ended up taking music theory in high school and uh, he, he kind of sat down with me at a piano and, and, and said, well, where's the voicing for the song? And he taught me a lot of different things. And, he ended up writing on paper what I was telling him, uh-huh. which was really cool, and, and had the jazz band play, and then I had two backup singers. and, awesome. and Yeah, so it was a really great experience. I was like 15 or 16 years old, and uh, it really just, uh, they, they were very supportive. My high school was very supportive of, of me playing music. So what um, Could you give an example on your guitar, or like what you mean by voicings? Or oh, is that I, hard to do? I you know, know, it's just like, you like, know, where do you want mean? the tuba to play? Oh, the, the other instruments. Or uh-huh. something like, yeah, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. Uh-huh. So so you have to think about the whole piece and like where instruments would be playing, mm-hmm. what range and things like that. So. And how about um, arranging? Like what sort of arranging do you do with a song? Well, like I think it really set me up to really think about taking a song and maybe changing the key or maybe, you know, I was mentioning to you even earlier today that, you know, like there's songs that I really like, like, for example, like Tampa Red, it was a early Chicago blues guy that played resonator guitars like what I play. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his songs were an open D or at least someone says all of his songs were, but um, open D tuning, but the the range of, you know, his vocal range is not my Mm -hmm. vocal range at all. So I would have to change drastically, like, you know, the key. And, you know, sometimes when you change the key, you're changing these licks that go Uh along that are characteristic for, you know, specifically that song. Mm -hmm. If you're changing the key, like, you know. Yeah. So, right. Like, if you have to, like, I'm not going to capo up seven frets or Uh something. You know, I need to change the key to make sure that it's, you know, I could sing the song. Because yeah, it's important, I think, like, blues is a very vocal right. music, and you have to sound good, and, and, and part of sounding good is being in the right key. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, being able to change the song and keep some of the key characteristics of the original tune, I think, are important. So that, that's kind of what I'm... I, I, I think I do a pretty decent job at that, and... How about, how about like, you know, uh, you played a uh, Blind Willie Johnson song earlier, and he always got this gruff, deep right. sort of voice. And, like, did you go through a period of, like, trying to sound like those people? I mean, you still, I mean, you do, of course, in your own way, but, like, were you, were you like, <laughs> how, how am I going to sing like that? Or you always knew, kind of, you'd have well, to move the guitar. It's, it's interesting. Um, no, I didn't really try to sound like anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I think... 
when I was a kid, I didn't think I had a good voice. So I said, why even bother? I'm a guitar player. Uh-huh. But um, I think when I realized this whole thing about being in the correct key, then I realized, oh, like when I was a kid, I was sitting next to a bunch of soprano girls who had really high voices uh-huh. And I always thought like, oh, well, they have good voices and I don't because I'm an alto and I have a lower voice mm-hmm. when I sing. Right. <laughs> and so then I realized when I got older, actually, when I went to Old Town School, I remember like when it started happening, it's like, well, wow, there's certain songs that I could sing and it sounds good. And it's, oh, because it's in my right key. And so I think there's, I think then that happened then, then, I mean, you can start working on your voice uh-huh. and uh, fine-tuning it and, and, and make it sound prettier. Yeah. But if you don't know that it's even possible, yeah, which I, think I didn't even think it was possible. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it really turned around, you know, in the la- I'd say in the last five years or uh-huh. so. You want to do uh, another song for us? Sure. You know what? Maybe I'll do a song that I arranged. Uh, it's a Tampa Red song, but uh-huh. again, I arranged the tune in yeah. a totally different that sounds Key, great. So uh, it's called Crying Won't Help You.
hand and tell you to go back to your woman. I'm going back to my man. Crying won't help you. Crying won't help you. No, no, no. Crying won't help you because you've been so mean to me. Well, as I see you play, I think the other thing is you probably also maybe took you a while to find that you wanted to play slide guitar yes. on that, you know, on an instrument like that. Right. And so you know, on. the thing is, I I played acoustic guitar, and then you know I played electric guitar in some of the bands and jazz band in high mm-hmm. school. I played classical for for a little bit as well in college, a couple of years. But um, you know, when I was at the Chicago Blues Festival, I think I was like 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I saw two guys, Steve Harvey and Craig Kenning, oh, yeah. and they were a duet, and they were just having a great time outside of the Blues Festival, and they had a crowd of people around uh-huh. them, and I thought, like, wow, what is that that Craig Kenning's playing? And it was a steel guitar, and I thought it was really cool, and I didn't really think about it. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool-sounding instrument. And then, and then um, you know, I actually uh, had, like, a rebirth of my passion for guitar playing when I saw there's a, a guy, a lot of people misunderstand this guy, I think, uh, Eric Sardinas. He's, I think a lot of people know him like he's like a heavy metal guitar player, but uh-huh. he's really not. Like the thing that I really like about him, especially like when I saw him for the first time, he played some solo Robert Johnson tunes. Like his first album was very much traditional. He, he did covers of songs by the people who I now are my favorite guitar players, but at that time I didn't know. Mm-hmm. He, he played this Muddy Waters tune, Can't Be Satisfied, uh-huh. and it was unbelievable, the kind of um, intricate uh, slide parts that he put into that thing. But he did a Fred McDowell tune on his first CD. He did uh, Robert Nighthawk. Uh, he, he did a lot of country blues, a lot of country feel to his music. But he also does it kind of in a, like you know with a drummer and a, and a, uh-huh. a bass player. I saw him live and I, I couldn't believe what, you know, I think people have this experience where they do see live music and it really impacts them. Yeah. Well, definitely, I, I knew that from that day, I knew that I wanted to play slide guitar and I just didn't know how to go about doing that. So, you know, I ended up, you know, trying to get into, I, my husband told me about the Old Town School, uh-huh. tried getting into a class, kept on getting dropped, and then I finally found Chris Walls's class and um, it was like a guitar fingerstyle three. You know, I had played guitar, so okay. you know, I it was like a perfect class because it was a rep class, and he went it through fingerstyle as well as the the you know slide guitar. Mm-hmm. So he had a mix of both of the styles, yeah. and it was just really cool because it was like a whole new world to me. I was able to find. I didn't know that there. That I really didn't know about the old time blues players until later on. Uh-huh. You know, I, I knew about you know muddy you know. Um, 
more like BB King and and, and things pe- more of that stuff when I was a kid. But I didn't. I wish I would have known it earlier. I mean, the classical guitar helped me with my finger style playing, uh-huh. but um, it was really, uh, really a cool, cool music. Yeah. And so I really just really got to love it. I mean, uh, and I saw how it influenced people like Johnny Winter, and mm-hmm. so some of these people who I really felt uh, I really admired, uh, and and it was just this whole like one led to the other. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. But, but for, for me, really, what got me about being passionate about music really was loving the slide guitar players. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just went from one to the other, you know, Johnny Winter, and then it went to, you know, Elmore James, or then it went to Robert Nighthawk, and then Tampa Red, and all these slide players that I really admired. Maybe Sunhouse, too. Sunhouse, yeah. of course. Maybe you could talk a little bit about Robert Nighthawk, because I know you've... Uh... You've recorded I think, an album of his songs, right? Yeah, I, I did, and um, it was the first time. You know, it was it was interesting because um, I I ended up um, applying for the Chicago Blues Festival, and you know I knew it was the Nighthawk commemoration. I knew it was going to be his hundredth year, uh-huh. and um, I th- Barry Dolans had heard me play at the Chicago Blues Festival on a side stage. Some yeah. of the people at the city of Chicago had seen me mm-hmm. perform because uh, I, I was a street performer for a period of time outside the festival, and then somehow I got in, mm-hmm. and, and I was playing at like a side stage where they were giving out stuff. Yeah. And then and I think they, they saw me one year, and then uh, I applied, and then they hired me as a solo player to do a whole hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, it was February and I had to have a whole hour's worth of music I didn't know wow. yet by performance ready by June. So it was, uh, it was uh, basically stopped everything. Uh-huh. That, I mean, no going out, no, no friends, dinners, nothing. It's like just, you know, I really immersed myself in Robert Nighthawk, like listened to like everything that he did from his, early Delta stuff, which people, you know, people don't realize, like, a majority of his music was, like, Delta Blues, and he was under Robert Lee McCollum and Robert Lee McCoy, uh, because he tended to roam around a lot, like, to St. Louis, to Chicago, he, uh, he traveled a lot because he was accused of a murder that I heard that he said he didn't commit, so... You know that's good, uh-huh. but but he said that you know if he would stay in one place too long, he you know he might be fined found out. Wow. So. Uh, he did settle in Chicago for some. Yeah, time he was later, known right? for playing electric guitar on the Chicago's yeah, Maxwell right. Street, but he has such beautiful songs, and uh, it's just unbelievable his 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 style. I thought was really interesting, and he Tampa Red influenced him as well, mm-hmm. but um, he's definitely one of my favorite players but that's that's kind of the beginning of the the, the nighthawk story and um, i actually was in the ibc's the international blues challenge and uh-huh. went down to, to to memphis and they ended up uh, some of the people at the delta cultural center heard uh-huh. me perform at one of the bars down there and asked me to play up in in helena wow. where robert nighthawk was born really and cool. and raised and so I got to do a, a, a same year. I ended up doing a whole hour presentation for the Delta Cultural Center down there, which was a, a, a quite an honor. And they were so nice to me. Uh-huh. So it was, and I got to see you know Sunny Sunny, Sunny Sunshine Payne, who was right. the radio show host. I think I must have been on his show 
like I don't know, maybe eight or nine times wow. over the years. And uh, uh, King Biscuit. King uh, Biscuit. Yeah, they, they invited me. I played at the King Biscuit a couple of times uh-huh. too. But it was really for me. It was about the friendships yeah. down there. And, you know, a lot of the people have already, you know, passed on or no longer working there now and things like that, some of the people. So, um, but, you know, things change, but I just have these great memories of of their, uh, you know, as well as the Chicago Blues Fest, which I think I've been Uh to, like, every year since I was in high school. (laughs) But Chicago's a a great place, and I feel very fortunate just to live in the city where you have, you know, places like Buddy Guys, and you have places like Old Town School of Folk Music, and, and that really support the live acoustic music. Mm-hmm. Like Buddy Guys, they have acoustic yeah, sets every amazing. night, as well as, you know, having uh, bands, a couple bands yeah, after it. That's crazy. So that's, you know, you're very, I feel very fortunate to, to have yeah. that, uh, be part of that, and have people accepting, you know. Acoustic Acoustic blues, blues right. Could we do a uh, Robert Nighthawk uh, song? Sure. And... Okay, but I'm going to need your participation. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys, I need to say, take it easy, baby. All right? So when I sing take it easy, you'll have to repeat after me, all right? Um. One thing I was thinking of when you said 
when you suddenly you had the gig in in June and it was February and you had to learn a bunch of songs. How long does it take you to kind of feel like okay, I've got that to go from hey, I should do that song to this is ready, you know, for the stage. It takes a lot of like going over and going over and like also it helps if you pl- perform it out too. Uh-huh. So um, you know, I did that as much as possible, like playing out, playing the songs out as much as you c- can. So you're feeling comfortable playing it in front of people. Mm-hmm. So you have to like go through songs and like, you know, I would go through like, I don't know, I don't even want to say how many CDs you go through yeah. and say, well, can I see myself doing this tune? Can I pull it off? Can I, is it, is, is it something I think that I could stand behind, you know, like convincingly, mm-hmm. you know, does somehow have, it strikes a chord in you. And, and then you say, okay, I want to do, these are the songs I want to do. And then you're so, well, okay, well, they're not in the right key. So how do I make, you know, so the whole arranging yeah. situation and maybe it's not exactly like the original mm-hmm. and, and then just, you know, just keep on working at it. Do you try like, are there radically different versions that you kind of work through or do you kind of, are you honing it down as, as you do a new song? Oh, what what do you mean? When I mean, like, is it like when you do an are there very yeah. different arrangements that you might be doing like two different arrangements at once and seeing which one works for that that's song? That's what I'm doing. Or with one of my songs, like, yeah. I'm writing a bunch. That's what I've been doing more recently. Uh-huh. Now, like a lot of times, like maybe five years ago, I was really focused on you know uh, interpret interpreting some of the great artists out there. Yeah. But more recently, I've been focusing on more doing some more original tunes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there's one I have right now. I'm like, I don't know which way to go with this one. Is it going to be this way or this way? But What's, just, What made you decide to start? Have you always been writing or to some well, you degree? Know, like or I started what? writing when I was a real a, a child, you know, like a, like a little kid. Yeah. But then I stopped for a long period of time because I was like, well, my st- I'm not going to, you know, these other people write better songs than me, so why am I going to, like, put these songs out? Mm-hmm. I don't, I was like, you know, I'm, I, I just want to, I want to play good songs. But right. I think now my songs, I feel like I have some confidence about, they're kind of fun, mm-hmm. and some of them are pretty funny, and so. Do you try to put yourself in the, the mindset of, you know, old time blues performer when you're writing the songs no, you do I, it as a more modern you know, kind I, of some of them are more modern but I, I think it's more about the, the thing I like about the songwriting what I think about songwriting I think about people like Sunhouse and then uh-huh. also like Lucinda Williams mm-hmm. I'm also a fan of like a lot of blues people um, but then you know like but like those two in particular uh, Lucinda Williams and, and Sunhouse because I want to write about things that are true, uh-huh. about things that people experience, like especially relationships between men and women or, you know, people and, you know, feelings, emotions, like things that are happening in everybody's life that they can relate to. Yeah. So. Maybe we, can you, do you feel comfortable doing either that song or another one of your own? Sure. The, I, there's one I, I wrote, and I played it out a few times, but not too many. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I played this one out, I actually, I have a bunch of students that we took over to this uh, local uh, open mic. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, well, they're, this is their first time. I'm going to do the first time I, I play out this one song. So let me just tune up here. Thank you. 
right? They weren't too. All right. Here's one I saw uh, that I wrote called, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what it's called, but you're going to know, and then you're going to repeat after me again, okay? <laughs> so what, how many times do you played it now? Um, I think it's probably about 
Oh, probably about four times. Four times, maybe. yeah. So, four. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, it gets a little choppy when you play it out for the first few times. Uh -huh. And it's like, you know. So I'm just trying to work it up. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get some uh, songs together for another CD, uh -huh. which I haven't put out in so many years. That's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, like, get some really, you know, fun, decent songs that I can feel proud of. Mm -hmm. And it's, it sounds like you... Um... I, I would I don't know if you're a perfectionist, but it sounds like you really put a lot of thought into, you know, the songs you're doing and how you're doing them and and so on. Um, do, do are there certain types of songs where you're just like, all right, I'm just where it just comes completely natural and you just play it and don't change it, or is it usually something you like to get involved in that process of changing them? Up? I like to get involved in the process yeah. and change it. Okay. Yeah, or um, make it my own. You mm -hmm. know. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think, you know, with different performers, some people have this sense of, I'm a traditionalist, yeah. I have to do it the way this was recorded, and, you know, it, 1932 or whatever, I really you know? do believe in, like, traditional music. I yeah. really love it, but I, I don't do it exactly as is. And I know, like, people like Rory Block, I mean, maybe they're, they're just like, oh, I want to do it exactly like like the original mm. song, but... I, I never tend to do it exactly. I, I do it in, in the spirit. Right. I think I keep the spirit of it, but I, I don't necessarily... I try to take some of the key licks mm -hmm. of, of the song, but not necessarily exactly as is. I Because I don't really... like. I always say to my students as well, it's like, it's not classical music. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like where... I remember when I... The thing I didn't like about piano uh -huh. when I was a kid was that I had to be perfect. And at least in my head, I thought I had to be perfect. And mm -hmm. that was, for somebody who was a little anxious little kid, I, I, I didn't really like having to do it exactly as it was on the paper. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't, you know, you make, then you make a mistake and then you feel bad. And then it, it just, just I, don't, I didn't like that. The thing I like about blues and traditional music and folk music is that you, you can take the song and pass it on to the next person and then you make it your own. You might add another verse. You might add some little dude diddles and on, yeah. the, on the on the guitar or whatever the whatever instrument you're playing but that's what i really like is is that being able to tradition and change the words to what means more something to you mm -hmm. so and that's what i really like about blues music too that's it's like an oral tradition right so it kind of you pass it on and then you kind of like maybe fine-tune it maybe you think of even a better verse or a better line to add or you change it around a little bit uh based on your experience and how much, how, how much similarities and differences do you find with yourself and, you know, rural farmers from the 30s in Mississippi? You know, I mean, like, do you, are you conscious of a gap or does it just kind of feel connected to it? I think it's all about, like, the heart. I think it's about you know, everybody has pain in their lives and, and, you know, so whose pain is worse? Is it the farmer? Is it, you know, person who's employed at a, you know, decent job? You know, yeah. I mean, what, what does a divorce mean? Mm -hmm. or, what, or what if your family member has died? Is one person's pain worse? But I understand what you're saying, too, because there's been a lot of hard times. And, oh. you know, the, the music came out of Mississippi and, mm -hmm. and it, it was extreme, you know, uh, hard, hard work, hard labor, a lot of, you know, farming yeah. and, and, you know, you're working all the time and this is like their way to get away, right. you know. So, you know, I, I understand where the music came, but I, I think you really want to focus on, at least I focus on, 
the similarities, you know, like I, I'm also, I also am a marriage counselor. Uh-huh. So, you know, I have a real, and, and I never really, this is the first time, first podcast I ever admitted to that because I thought that maybe people would think less of me because of that, because I actually have another job that I've been doing for many, many years. But that's the thing, you know, when I talk about how I love Son House, he was a preacher. And a lot of, you can hear him on some of the old recordings talk about, you know, what's the blues, you know, and he talks about it's between the man and the woman. And he has this whole little speech that he goes through and how, you know, people that really care about each other will will break each other's hearts, you know. And it just. I was actually thinking about that. That he has that thing that blues is a man and a woman, and actually it well, actually makes I mean, sense today, that I guess it would be different today. Well, sure, you'd have to say you know partners or you know you have the, your loved one, whoever your right. loved one is, and and sometimes you don't mean to do it, but you do. Yeah, and you hurt the other person, right. and this this is basically for you know I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and you know it doesn't matter like how much money you have, and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status you're you're in, what class mm-hmm. you're in. Right. It happens to everybody. So, you know, it's his life. You know, there's certain things you can't control. Yeah. And so I think I try to, uh, you know, when I think about the songs that I want to write or that I have written, it's, it's a lot about relationships and, and feelings and, and pain or overcoming the pain and, and that kind of thing. Do, do you go home from, you know, a day where you kind of heard about something, you know, something really heartbreaking between a couple or something and... Uh, do, you, do you play music to unwind from that, or is it does it not work like that for you? Um, I think it it can really help. Yeah. I think music really could be very healing. Uh, I think uh, more people should play music, especially guitar. And so that's why I teach at Old Town School folk music, trying to get people to you know deal with their pain. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I said, my dad died when I was ten, and I think that's. Uh, one of the th- reasons why I really got into the guitar so much, because uh-huh. it was it was it was hard being without a parent, and I think um, you know, whatever you're going through, I think you always will have that friend of that instrument. Like right. if you're all alone, you're not really all alone, yeah. and you have that instrument, or else you have other people that you can play with, or you know, it's a way of kind of getting some empathy. The blues, I think, it's all about empathy. Mm-hmm. Is is if you're talking about your experience or the the hard parts of your life or what you've experienced, whether it's a breakup or something like that, um, other people can relate to that. So that then they don't feel as bad. And, and I know always people say, oh, well, the blues, it's, you know, people feeling bad and, oh, they don't like it because it's people feeling bad about stuff. But it's really, for me, it's like if you're talking about a, a painful experience, the, the listener is saying, you know what, I can relate to that and I've been through that. So then you don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. So you're actually like... It's helping yeah. the world. The blues is helping the world. So that's my take on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we can do a song in that vein, whatever that might mean to you. Oh. But something about, well, it helps you get through the pain. <laughs> that's right. Something about pain. Something about pain. That's <laughs> All right. It, it sound, that should be the next album. <laughs> I 
Well, my home is in the Delta Way down that old farmer's road
your tunes that's um actually it was a muddy waters tune that um you know at one time buddy guy did play acoustic blues yeah and he played on a cd alone in acoustic Uh with uh um junior 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 wells Wells. yeah Yeah, so that's another thing um you know i play uh, at buddy guys at the acoustic set and, and 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 Buddy guy sometimes walks around there, but they, he is a big supporter of acoustic music, and mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do that, and they do it there. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw how often they yeah. do it, and that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. So, and Buddy Guy did play with uh, Sun House. There was a, there's, a, right. there's a YouTube video there of, right. of a young, young Buddy Guy with the old Sun House. So. It's kind of cool to... He finds a spot, you know, even though their styles were kind of different, he finds a spot in there. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier about going down south for stuff. Um, maybe just talk a little bit about some of the people you met down there, kind of the relationships you formed. You know, um, you know, like the Delta Cultural Center, there's a bunch of people there. Is that the one in in Clarksdale? No, that's the one in in Helena. Oh, right, sorry. And, um, so that's really mainly the place. I mean, I, I've been to Clarksdale and Clarksdale's a really cool place. I'm hoping to go down there, you know, for the Juke Joint Fest or something in the next year. But, you know, the people there are just extremely, um, you know, there's a lot slower <laughs> than I am being up from the, being born and raised in the city. Uh-huh. So um, it's, it's kind of relaxing and they're very uh, kind, caring people who are really into acoustic blues uh-huh. and who really respect, obviously, the tradition of acoustic blues down in, you know, Helena and Clarksdale and you know all the different places within like mississippi i mean there's just a lot of different towns that really have a lot of blues festivals and things like that so but um yeah the relationships have been great you know um it's been very special you know is um there is there a difference performing there or in chicago or, or anywhere really do you notice differences in audiences in different places a blues lover is a blues right. lover. <laughs> <laughs> or a music lover, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to talk to you about your guitars. You have some mm-hmm. old guitars. Well, it doesn't make it sound old guitars, yeah. but, you know, you've got some nice guitars. What's this one you're holding right well, this now? One's, um, you know, this one's a... Uh, they're both resonators, and they're both... These are single-cone guitars. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're all made of steel. Both guitars that I have here today are made of steel. Um, some are made of brass, some are made of wood, but they, they basically these came out right before amplification, so in the 1930s, mm-hmm. and, and people played these with bands, so like Tampa Red, for example, he played with Ma Rainey's band, mm-hmm. and so you need to be heard, there was no electric guitars at the point, so these guitars are extremely loud, and so they really 
are cut through the noise. Mm-hmm. They cut through all the... You can hear them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the origin of, of these instruments. But I, I never really thought I would play them. I saw one. I thought it looked cool, and I played it, and I couldn't... <laughs> you know, I just needed to play it more. And I, I never really had that relationship with other guitars. I'm not one to buy... I mean, I don't really have, like, acoustic, a lot of acoustic guitars or guitars mm-hmm. in general, but... I, I I played this and I just had a natural like love for it. Yeah. It just it was a love, and you know I never really had that with other instruments. Like I know some people have that, but right. this is what happens with resonators. And I you know, so that's what happened. Yeah, it, it definitely gives you a richness of, of yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, let's see, have we have you played a Sunhouse song yet? I have um, not. Uh, we've been talking about them and. I'm a big Sun House fan. Oh I don't know if you God. have any. You know, yeah. I usually have my husband sing it because I can't. I just can't yeah. pull off Sun House. <laughs> but I, I can pull it off on guitar, but not necessarily. I could do walking blues that he does. If you'd like, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. So Sun House uh, taught Robert Johnson this song, and Sun House also taught Muddy Waters a lot of tunes too. Like I saw, I heard a. I heard a um, recording of Muddy Waters, and he, they said, who, who taught you how to play? Oh, Sun House. Well, who's, who's that? Morning feeling round for my shoes. Nobody that I got these walking blues. Woke up this morning feeling round for my shoes. Some people tell you that the walking blues ain't so bad. We're so feeling that I've ever had. Some people tell you walking blues ain't so bad. We're so feeling that I've ever had. Ride the blinds, feel mistreated, and I don't mind dying. Have to leave this town if I got to ride the blind. Feel mistreated, and I don't mind dying.
up this morning feeling round for my shoes. Know by that I got these walking blues. Woke up this morning feeling round for my shoes. Know by that I got these walking blues. When did you become a teacher? When did you go from being a student at the Old Town School to teaching at the Old Town well, School? Well, know, you know, it's interesting because I, I really do like mentoring. I like teaching. Obviously, that's probably why I became a therapist in the first place because I want to help people and I want them to grow and that kind of thing. So I always had that personality, you know, being a counselor mm -hmm. for years doing that. Um, you know, I started teaching um, at my house for a while. I don't know. That must have been maybe maybe 2008 or something like uh -huh. that, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I started doing more of guitar teaching at my house. And then I think I started with Old Town School, it must be like two and a half years okay. ago. And, and it really was that, because um, of Chris Walls, really. I mean, he, I have to say, he, he is somebody that I have always looked up to um, a lot of my style, I think, is you know influenced by him and the guitars, the resonators. He's the one that I saw playing them uh -huh. as well as is he was teaching some of those, the class that I was taking that uh, blues finger style three. So I was in that class so long. He told he told me to like I needed to launch. He, he <laughs> needed to like you know I had to fly the coop, um, but you know I kept on you know contact with him and I've seen him at festivals and things like that. And he uh, he was going on sabbatical for eight weeks because he's an actor so he went yeah. to like i don't know if it was uh indianapolis or something and he asked me to t take over his class <laughs> and i was like of course that would be great i'd love that so i i i took over his class and it, it went really well and 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 i think jimmy tomasillo you know he said oh well why don't you you know when chris came back he's like well maybe you can teach guitar one or maybe we can have you so, so I started getting involved in, in, the, in the, the guitar one, guitar uh -huh. two, that whole core guitar program. Yeah. And then they asked me to teach slide guitar. So I'm doing that on Sundays. I have a guitar, uh, slide guitar, acoustic slide guitar one at noon, and then acoustic slide guitar two, which is more of a rep class at, at two o'clock, uh -huh. which is great. And, and the, the, the cool thing is, you know, now I'm playing with Chris Walls and, and, and John Spiegel, two of the people that have helped me so yeah. much. As, as great teachers at Old Town School and help teach me, um, it, it's, it's really kind of crazy to even think about that I'm actually playing the Woodstock Folk Festival yeah. with the two of them, those guys as a trio coming uh, on when, July 15th. So um, it's, it's really, uh, really a fun, fun, really an honor to play with those two guys. And yeah. so it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's kind of like the story of how I got involved with Old Town School. You know, I've been taking lessons for years and uh -huh. it just the kind of a community that I always wanted to be involved in. Yeah. I think the thing about Old Town School is this, that, you know, people, other people that love music, just like how much I love music. And, you know, so there's a lot of common interest and um, it's just a great place for learning, which I totally support education, blues education and just music education in general. So it's just a great place and there's no other place like it on the earth. 
And we are just so lucky and fortunate to have this place so close to us yeah. in Chicago. So, and that's, I just, I actually just moved into the neighborhood a, a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Just because of how important this place is to me. So. And it creates, I mean, the whole atmosphere, yeah. you know, you just see people with guitars walking up it's and down great. the block. It's great. It's amazing. Now there's like two, there's two buildings face to face, right? Facing each other. Uh, both Old Town School of Folk Music. So you walk by and you hear somebody playing a banjo or whatever. Right. You know, and, and, you know, where can you listen? You can learn how to play the mandolin. You can play the you know, <laughs> harmonica. And all sorts and of this. stuff. It's unbelievable. And then there's flamenco dancing, too, which I want to learn. <laughs> but so. And yeah. you, you have one of uh, your students here with you. I actually. do. Maybe you could... I actually have a couple of my okay. students here. It's, it's... Yeah. And then one of them is lucky enough to be playing with you here. Could you uh, yeah. introduce... Introduce him and talk a little bit sure. about what you're going to play. So Shane has been taking some individual guitar lessons with me uh, probably for about a year now. And uh, he's, he's really uh, doing great. He, he took the slide guitar class, too. He took some, so he's learning some slide guitar. Uh, he's learning some finger style and picking patterns and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to do... Yeah, you know, and the other thing is, it's it's really cool. So this is Shane's the second time that he's going to play in front of a group here. So, um, the first time we actually had a group outing, I have like, I think we brought like what? How many people? About five. Five of us went out to one of the local um, open mics, and two people. It was their first song they ever played in front of a group of people, like out. So, so Shane was one of those two people. And then we had uh, a couple other guys that, you know, did some open mic stuff. And and uh, so it's really supportive, a group environment. That's the great thing about Old Town School. Bessie Smith used to sing this song. All right? Nobody knows you when you're down and out. Here we go. Good friends have nowhere to go. 
go back to the the marriage counselor thing because i find it interesting i know <laughs> i know you you know you said you don't normally talk about it but I it don't. is it actually seems to me a very fitting it does combination it, it of, is you know? it, i really do feel it is but i know for some reason i felt like i never wanted to tell anybody because then it would somehow lessen my blues experience but you know like people you know but hey i don't whatever i don't care anymore when the world hears this podcast they'll know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um many many long years well yeah. I, I think a, l- a lot of musicians, you know, have other jobs. It's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. And, uh, you know, it seems like you have one that somehow complements itself. Yeah, uh, you know, somebody had said, I think my, even my husband had said this too, I can have a business card that says, Plays, play the blues, we got them. And the other side of the card would be, um, got the blues, we treat them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, like, find yourself taking situations that you deal with at work and, Put it into a song, or I have done that. <laughs> Is it ethical? Yeah, I just change the change the some of the concepts around, but uh-huh. but I don't make a, a regular habit of it. You know, I think it's, if it's personal, um, I mean, you try to keep elements of it, but you know, mm. if something happened to you, I think that it, it works better. Right. But um, or if if something happened to somebody else, but you could relate to it in some way, but you really, I think you, for me, it just you have to really have experienced it to be able to write about it because otherwise mm-hmm. you're just not getting it the whole thing you're, you're just not getting the whole thing so mm-hmm. I don't know. um yeah. when when did you kind of feel that you had it as a performer was there kind of a moment where you were on a stage or something and it kind of clicked and you felt hey this is <laughs> this is it or so I know I've talked oh to some people God. who play 40 years and they say I still haven't, you know. So I think it, or some people are like, yeah, I, I well, got I, I it. Well, I have to tell know? you, look, when I got the gig at the Chicago Blues Festival the first time, um, I was shocked. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I've made it. <laughs> I was like, thought my life was gonna change or something. Like, oh, I'm playing at the Chicago Blues Festival. But then it's like, okay. Then the next day, then that was like nothing happened. <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, I don't know what I was thinking. But yeah, so you were, I guess you would think like, oh, hey, I'm playing the blues wow, fest. Wow, like this is, and it was amazing. I was right. like very fortunate. I felt very fortunate to uh, be part of that whole experience, and I was happy that they called me back a few times too. Mm-hmm. So, do some other tributes. Uh, who are some of the other people you did tributes to? Um, Johnny Shines was one, and then Sister Rosetta Tharp, and Sister Rosetta Tharp was a great guitar, female guitar player yeah. who also had a great voice and you know just killer guitar player. So. You, they do, needed. They wanted a woman to do that. I do. I, I that'd be great. To, maybe talk a little bit about who she was, because I think she does stand out because she was a guitar player, and there weren't yes. a, a lot of women guitar players. Yeah. So Sister Rosetta Tharp came to uh, Chicago when she was three years old, and she came with her mother, and they were evangelists, and they would go around pe- preaching the word of the Lord, and they'd go to a lot of different churches, and she was known as having a talent at a very young age. 
So she was a great guitar player. She had a great voice and a very young age. And so she played a lot. And uh, she was somebody who uh, Elvis Presley said was one of his influences. Johnny Cash said it was his favorite guitar player. I mean, that's really crazy. So, I mean, she was really, and that's why she was she was inducted into the, uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, she she had, like, number one hits of these church songs that she popularized. Yeah. Did she live in Chicago all her life? Um, I know she came here when she was three, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, she was here. Yeah, you know I, she was. You know uh-huh. I she I seen her. She was playing with Willie. I think it was, was it Willie Dixon. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. I saw some YouTube videos yeah. of her. I'm trying to think. Um, There's some phenomenal ones of her. I mean, she's like electrifying to watch. Is the way she. Moves around the stage and all that stuff. Yeah, and She's she was remarkable. playing electric guitar in a lot of these uh, videos I've seen, but there was a picture of her with exactly this <laughs> look, same looking guitar. She uh-huh. she actually also was a resonator player, which people don't realize. People think that, you know, Chicago blues, oh, it's just electric guitars, but Sister Rosetta Tharp, before she played the electric, she also, there was a picture of her with an evening gown uh, with this resonator guitar very much like the one I'm playing, that sunburst, like a sunburst uh-huh. guitar. And looking into the light with this evening gown with a resonator. So I have to like promote the resonator because I love them. So.
I, I thought you said something interesting about you did the, the Blues Fest and you kind of thought, well, now I've made it. Yeah. And then sort of now what? I mean, it, it is because it's a big deal to be at the Blues Fest right. or any you know particular <laughs> you know show you do where it's like, oh, wow, this is... I'm doing what I love and I'm, you know, getting right. recognition and then, yeah. but then you go back to just being an anonymous yeah, person on the street. It's, it's kind of funny, like going back to your normal job after you just been on stage and like everybody's cheering for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had these experiences, even like I was in this group called the Chicago Women of the Blues for six years. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, that's, I had to pull out the, the resonator, but then of course I'd pull out my, my Gibson Nighthawk, uh-huh. uh, like a electric guitar and played with a full band and uh, we, we we did some traveling too. We went to like a Cincinnati Blues Festival. We were it was me, Liz Mandeville, who used to be one of my duet partners, uh-huh, yeah, and yeah. and also Shirley King, which is BB King's daughter. So wow. we went on a trip like with the Joan and Gary Gand and, and uh, uh, Destiny, and there was, there was just a lot of really cool players. We, we used to do it here in Chicago every year after the Blues Festival uh-huh. and some other shows as well. But then we did some traveling around, but like. these great experiences of being part of these festivals or these great shows you go to a town and like everybody's there and then it's like on the weekend and then you come back on monday morning and you go to your job and you're like like what just happened like what what why am i here you know that kind of thing it's like what what's going on like there's such a like a big difference so it's just it takes a little bit getting used to on mondays Uh after a good weekend like that does it feel good to know you're doing ex- that, that on the weekend? And you know, Yeah, I, I love it, you know, yeah. and I really do. I also do really enjoy the teaching, you know. Yeah. I think there's been a lot, of, little bit of a shift recently um, really putting – I like to put a lot of, of my students know, you know, uh, especially in the group class, I, I like to put a lot of work into my my group classes and, uh-huh. and you know, I tab out all this music and – and, and, and things like that. So it does take a lot of preparation and a lot of thought and mm-hmm. like really trying to figure out how the students are going to be able to learn better, like how, how like how, a better way of teaching it to them. Like we're, they're able to understand, like, especially I really believe in helping people learn how to solo uh-huh. on like slide guitar. And it's something, it's something that I find very freeing. It's something I find very fun. It's extremely fun. I love slide guitar. I, I just love it. And I just think it's a, just a lot of fun to play. And I, I just want to share the joy with other people. And I get really happy when they like it as well. And they're having a good time with it and, you know, putting some joy into their life. Cause you know, a lot of people yeah. were working people and you know, you want to have a little fun in your life and then you, you learn how to play something that's cool, like the slide guitar. So, you know, I, so that a lot of time has been put into that. And that's another reason why I want to be more closer to this place and mm-hmm. a little more part in the community. That's cool. Yeah. Do you, do you ever kind of rethink your own playing based on things that come up in teaching? Yeah, it's interesting. I really like having students because sometimes they'll bring some things to my attention that I didn't know about. Uh-huh. You know, like certain songs or certain people that are playing certain things. And, you know, it's like, oh, I had, you know, no, I had no idea. Or, and they send me YouTube links or something. And it's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that before. Uh-huh. So it's sometimes, you know, it becomes like a reciprocal relationship where, you know, you're, you're trying to help somebody to do something, but then you learn some things, uh, uh, and the, the other it comes the other way as yeah. well so that's a cool part of being about being a teacher yeah it's neat yeah yeah it's funny because um it seems like these these songs that i've been writing recently they're they have home in the title so uh-huh. the first one i played was 
moving back home, and this one is um, I Got No Way Home. So you guys can sing along to this one, too. They tend to be sing-alongs, but... Sister, I'm in a bind. I had a real good time drinking whiskey and wine. We started at eight, we danced till one. Me and my baby having so much fun, but I got no way home. I got no way home. I got no way. I got no way home, and my baby left me here alone. Was it? I did was it something I said that made my baby lose his head I wanted to stay he wanted to go I saw my baby took off down the road I got no way home I got no way home As we wrap up, I guess I'd like to ask, what are what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing as far with music? I think writing some more songs. Uh-huh. I know because like when I was a kid, you know, I was like, oh, what should I do? I I, I like I love music. I love you know I, I like writing, and you know, I like helping people that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So um, I think you know continuing to be a teacher at Old Town School. I think some writing some some new material. You know, working up some new material. Um, yeah. So. Great. We're we're all looking forward to seeing what you can do next. <laughs> um, thanks a lot, everybody, for coming out to see Donna. Um, let's give her a big hand for the music. And... Yeah. <laughs> and well, thank Shane for coming out yes, too. Yes. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Great job on the your performance here. So thanks. 
All right, uh, whatever you you want to send this out with. It's all been right. a real pleasure. Thank you. We'll do, let's end with a Muddy Waters tune that started all off. It's kind of like how I even really wanted to learn how to play slide. So.
can have a right now have a right to pray Right now, would have a right to 